Welcome to the Testimony Word broadcast from the Keepers House Chapel International. Our mission is to bring healing, transformation, and meaning to the lives of people in different societies with the good news of Jesus Christ. When you allow yourself to grow in a relationship with Him, you start getting filled up. When you are full of the Spirit, eh, you will be restrained and constrained from doing some things that are not of honest report. God's servant delivers the word of truth with clarity, simplicity, and dexterity. Here is Pastor Francis Aubin proclaiming God's mind to you today. Let's pray. Father, we are grateful unto you. We thank you for your presence. We thank you for your word. We thank you for the anointing on your word for us today. In Jesus' mighty name, say a big amen. amen. Matthew chapter 17. We are going to be reading. From verse number 19, Matthew 17, 19. Then came the disciples to Jesus apart and said, Why could not we cast him out? And Jesus said unto them, Because of your unbelief. For verily I say unto you, If ye have faith as a grain of mustard seed, ye shall say unto this mountain, Remove hands to yonder place and it shall remove and nothing shall be impossible unto you how be it this kind goeth not out but by prayer and fasting praise the lord today we are dealing with fight part five fight part five and today the key we are going to be dealing with is Real enemy, the real enemy. Praise the Lord. Defining the real enemy. That's the key we are going to be dealing with. Please take your seat. We have been learning about how to fight successfully the fight of faith. And we have seen this fight is something that encompasses our daily living and our destinies. So... In the course of this teaching and by our personal experiences, we have realized that it is impossible to escape the fights of faith and the fight this life brings to us. So it is important that we equip ourselves in the best way we will be able to deal with the fights that come to us and be successful in our battles. So we are believing God that we will be true specialists of warfare snipers who will not waste bullets on the target we are supposed to be shooting. Or, I mean, there are at least so many ways of wasting a bullet. One of the ways is that you have not sharpened your skill of hitting your target. Another is using your bullet on unnecessary targets. There can be many targets, but you have to know the important target. Are you here now? Okay, so either your skill is not good or your mind is not good. So we want to be sure that our skill is good and our mind is good. That's what the word of God will do for us in Romans chapter 12. Be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind 
So you see that your ability to handle battles in this life is also dependent on the quality of your transformation, especially through the word of God. So people perish for lack of knowledge. And the lack of knowledge is in different levels. I mean, at least you can talk about the fact that somebody may not know at all. Or people might know, but know what is wrong. Are you following now? Yeah, so you can know the wrong thing. Or you might have half truth. So we really need to have the mind of God when it comes to battles. One day Jesus was there when the disciples went to him to ask him about a boy who was demon-possessed that they could not help. And they asked Jesus when they reclined that, why could we not cast out the devil? And Jesus straight away said, you could not do it because of your unbelief. For verily I say unto you, if you have got faith as a grain of mustard seed, you will be able to tell the mountain, remove from here and it shall be removed and nothing shall be impossible unto you. For many years, we have been very much concentrated on the 21, how be it this kind doesn't go except by what? Prayer and fasting. But you will see that a building that has no foundation cannot stand. And Jesus addressed the most important thing which he believes was the reason why the people could not cast out the devil. So when you are dealing with the devil or devils, what the important thing to have is your faith. Are you here now? We, we have been taught that prayer is what you should have. Fasting is what you should have. The question is, what is the efficacy of prayer when it is not undergirded by faith? What is the efficacy of fasting when it is in unbelief? So you see that the real thing that holds the, the effectiveness of prayer is our faith in Christ. Our faith in the power of God. So we have a lot of people praying but they lack the faith that will make the prayer effective. We have many people fasting, but the fasting doesn't yield the kind of result it's supposed to yield because the foundation is not right. Jesus did not mean words at all. He says, if you'll be able to cast out devils, you need to confront them with faith. You need to confront them with what? With faith. That's why you see that really many men of God who are able to deal with devils, who are able to deal with the cast them out, for many of them, they don't, they, the demons know them. Because what really confronts a demon is your faith. Is your what? Come on now. Is your what? It's your faith. I mean, a man was sleeping in the graveyard. He saw Jesus and he knew who he was. He said, why have you come to destroy? And Jesus had not spoken. He didn't mention his prayer life. 
You didn't mention his fasting life. Because what defines you is not your prayer. In Christ, your definition is in Christ. It's in his redemptive work. And that redemptive work gives you assets, gives you treasure. It gives you inheritance. And that inheritance is received by faith. Praise the Lord. It is when faith is on ground that you can add prayer to it. You can add fasting to it. So faith gives you the ability to receive the image, the operational image, the operational nature of Christ. So when demons see you, they will first check what you are, who you are. Are you a faith-filled believer or you are a, a, a believer who is empty with faith? So Jesus said, though you people are around me, mind you that these are disciples or apostles of Jesus Christ. They are not unbelievers. And yet, they could not deal with a demon or they could not cast out a demon. So Jesus is saying that to be able to effectively deal with a devil or cast out a devil. And he's exemplifying that by saying that you have a faith like the grain of a mustard seed. You'll be able to say to the mountain, remove them. So the ability to move things. Look at the scripture. Remove hands to yonder. And it shall what? Remove. So in the spirit, in the spirit realm, your ability to cast out devils is dependent on your faith. That's one. Number two, your ability to move things in the spirit is also dependent on your what? Your faith. Are you seeing it in the scripture? Why could we not cast out? Because of your unbelief. So faith gives you the boldness to be able to instruct the devil based on the work Christ has done. And the devil will obey you. Nothing shall be impossible unto you. So you see that some people are not able to move things in the spirit because their faith is weak. You are not able to move things in your marriage, in your business, in the market. When your faith is high, you will be able to move things. Praise the Lord. Quality faith. If you are a believer and you, you don't get conscious about building quality faith, after a while you see that things will be moving you. <laughs> yeah. Things will rather be moving you. You will be like the disciples who could not deal with the demon. And the demon dealt with them. Hey. And many Christians are receiving some kind of pressure from demons. So tonight I want to talk about the devil. I'm telling you that you need to build your faith. To be able to deal with the devil. To tell the devil move yonder. Because sometimes it, it, it is a pushback. Praise the Lord. It's a, sometimes a pushback that we are able to handle when it comes to the devil. Because sometimes the deliverance or casting away a devil takes a process. So it takes faith for you to stay in an environment where you know that devil is also present. And yet you are not afraid. And you know that you are able to 
move him yonder beyond your reach at least to clear so your ability to create space of comfort around you is dependent on that faith like a master seed so you see that sometimes demons live in your room with you and some of you cannot stay in your room alone so when your husband travels well, when, when are you coming when are you coming? so somebody cannot go small when the lights are off, they are age. Serious matter. But if you have faith, you'll be able to tell the devil, move yonder. Go there. Praise the Lord. So, somebody say, devil. Say, devil. Say, you need faith to move the devil. <laughs> Quality faith. So, the person who is fasting without a good development of their faith and a person who is maybe listening to the word of God and building their faith gradually. If the one building his faith spent some small but quality time in the presence of God, they will have more result than the person who is on the mountain fasting, praying, and is not building their faith. That's when working with the Lord becomes laborious. It becomes tiring. Do you understand? It becomes like work. It becomes like something you really need to do. So you see, I'm fasting. It's not working. <laughs> I'm praying. It's not working. Midnight prayer. It's not working. So somebody too will sleep by and wake up in the morning and say, Father, thank you. <laughs> and it's working. It's done. Levels of faith. Praise the Lord. Are you ready to build your faith? You can't, you see, one of the reasons why you have to face the devil with faith is because, one, faith is a shield. But even before that, faith is what brings you into the transaction between Christ when he was in the process of redeeming man and Satan. So it is faith that brings you into that particular transaction that happened between Christ and Satan for the redemption of man. That is why we are not saved by prayer. We are not saved by fasting. But we are saved by what? Grace. Through what? Faith. So even receiving the grace is through the channel of what? Faith. So you see that the victory Christ won, pa, the thing that helps you to be able to tap into that victory is by what? Faith. Somebody say faith. faith. I can't hear you. Say faith. faith. Come on now. Say faith. faith. So it, the devil respects the faith. He respects it. And so if you do not Create that lifestyle, spiritual lifestyle of faith, then you are going to be defeated. Because devil understands that anybody who works in faith, works by faith, is really a powerful person. Are you here with me? Come on and say faith. Say faith, 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 faith. Praise the Lord. It's powerful. It's working. Is it working? Are you sure it's working? 
Come on now, say it's working. One more time, say it's working. Say my faith is working. Beautiful. Super fantastic. Great things are going to be working in our lives because we have faith. Faith is important. A child of God that doesn't walk by faith is exposed, overly exposed, and is powerless. This life is a battle. You see that when you are not operating with faith, it's like you are going into a restricted area and you do not have a card that is recognizable by the security of the place. And faith is that card that helps you to transact supernaturally into the database of what Christ won for us in our redemption. So you see that you have prayer, you know somebody there, but you are still limited. You can't go in because you don't have the card. Are you here now? So you are not able to press. You see that it's abroad. Eh? I told you about how I got locked behind the door. My hotel door in Germany. You can't be screaming and telling people, can somebody help me? So who cares? All the windows crumple are soundproof. So you'll be there because you either you have the card and you, I, in my case, I left it in my room. So that's how sometimes we can abandon our faith and then we face a situation and we are not able to handle it. Because what should help you the door doesn't recognize your hand. It recognizes your faith. And to have access, you need faith. Praise the Lord. Access is by faith. So supernatural, but especially when you are going to be confronting demons, the devil himself, you need to have your faith on. Because devil will play with your mind. He will play with your eyes. <laughs> he will play with your emotions. You play with your guilt. You that did abortion. You are coming to talk to me. He's an accuser of the brethren. And he will accuse you in at least four dimensions. One, he will accuse you before God. He will accuse you to God. Have you seen Job? Hey. So when the devil accuses you before God, he's looking for an answer to you. Are you following now? Then he will accuse you to other people. The brethren is accused of the brethren to go. They will accuse you to your brother. So they'll be talking about you. That's why people begin to misrepresent you. Hey. It's powerful. Then accuser, he will now accuse you to yourself. <laughs> Have you seen what you went to do? You, you, the, it's your fault. And how many, of, how many people have not blamed themselves? Even when Christ has forgiven them, they still blame themselves. Hey, I'm not worthy. How many have I said? Three. He accuse you to what? God. He accuse you to what? The brethren. And then you accuse you to what? Yourself. The last one I've forgotten. Powerful. So you see that when you get accused to yourself, it stops you in your tracks. 
You want to move against the devil and tells you, nah, boss, you know. That, that is supposed to produce guilt. It takes, that accusation takes power from the believer. It takes away your confidence. So, you see that you want to move, then it's like, I don't know whether my, so, so many people pray, I say, I don't know, maybe God doesn't hear my prayer. <laughs> because the devil is working on you. It's working on you. He takes away your confidence. So you see that you'll be laboring, but you don't even believe. That's why when Jesus, before he talked about the fact that they needed a faith like the mustard seed, he spoke about the active portion of that faith. When he says that you could not cast out the devil because of your own belief. Are you following here at all? Because actually what makes you go to town to transact is your belief. That faith has different parts. So sometimes you see the Bible addresses as believe and there shall be performance. You understand? Sometimes it talks about faith. Sometimes it talks about, it talks about different confidence. But it talks about unbelief because that has to do with a connection between your mind and your heart. Your heart can be going in one direction and your mind is going in another direction. I don't know whether this business it will work or it will not work. Something tells me I should go. Then something is telling me since I don't know anybody there. That's unbelief. You see the devil is playing with your mind. It's a football field. Hey. So when unbelief is taken, it makes you to settle on the matter. Based on the victory Christ has won for you. And you're able to face the devil that I'm telling you to go not because I am powerful within myself because greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. And the victory has already been won for me. So pack your things and go. It's not about me. It's about what he has done. Praise the Lord. So when you don't have faith Difficult to deal with problems that has got satanic signature on them. That's why today we are talking about key number seven. For us to be successful in our fight. That key is to define the real enemy. Is to define what? When you define the real enemy... You have to know that your fight is against the real enemy. So we go back to our reference scripture. 1 Samuel 17, verse number 28. 1 Samuel 17, verse number 28. The Bible talks about David. And it said, And Eliab, his eldest brother, heard when he spake unto the men. And Eliab's anger was kindled against David. And he said, why comest thou down hither? And with whom hast thou left those few sheep in the wilderness? I know thy pride and the naughtiness of thine heart. For thou art come down that thou mightest what? See the battle. 29. And David said, what have I now done? Is there not a cause? 30. And he turned from him toward another. 
and spake after the same manner. And the people answered him again after the former manner. So here you see that David is in a battlefield like we're also in a battlefield of life. And then he gets confronted by his big brother, Eliab. And Eliab started insulting David. And David realizes that in the battlefield, you cannot fight your brother. Because your brother is flesh and blood. It's part of you. Jesus said, he that is not against us is what? With us. So we are in the same army. We belong to the same family. So I can't be fighting you. In that battlefield, David was asking himself, who is the real enemy here? Praise the Lord. Who is the real enemy here? So you see that the brothers were his own flesh and blood. That's why he walked away from fighting them. Every one of us will be in a battlefield and we would have to ask ourselves, who is the real enemy here? What is the real enemy here? You would have to come to the point where you would need to define what the real enemy is. Before you start your fight. So you see that all this while David is not fighting. But he's encountering things. And he's able to maneuver his way away from the temporary obstacles. That presented themselves as also some enemy of some sort. Until he met the real enemy in Goliath. You cannot win a battle when your definition of the enemy is wrong. Because you think you have won and the enemy is still standing. So whatever you may have killed may not be the thing. That means mission accomplished. Every mission must have a particular target that makes you know that the mission is accomplished. And so sometimes as believers... We lose our battles in marriage, in career, in ministry, in education, finance, and all of that because there is a wrong definition of terms. Wrong definition of what the real enemy is. So we are going to learn if you are a child of God, no matter the kind of battle you find yourself in, you have to be able to define who or what the real enemy is. Praise the Lord. Is it powerful already? Hey. <laughs> I'm feeling it. Because Eliab will present himself. Other brothers will present themselves. But let me even say that. If you look at that particular battle David had with Goliath you will see that the most they said about Eliab was the fact that he was his eldest brother but if you go on you will find out that the Bible in that chapter took time to give us the Vital statistics of Goliath. 
He was a giant from the family of giant. <laughs> His source he was a Philistine. He was a champion of the Philistine. His height. They talked about his armor. Are you following now? Talked about his spear. His shield. That is to say that there was only one opponent of the Israelite that the Bible or the Holy Spirit was interested in giving details about. However, when David came to the field, Eliab is the one who presented himself. A man whose details God was not interested in giving. As an opponent, as an enemy, presented himself. Sometimes there will be distractions. There will be diversion, diversionary tactics from the pit of hell. But you have to know that the real enemy must always be defined. That's the Bible took time to define and to give us details about Goliath because he was a real enemy. Wow. No Christian is your enemy. No human being is your enemy. If you are a child of God, the battle is in another realm. And that's what we're going to be learning. I want to take it gradually. Praise the Lord. When you know your identity as a child of God, you would realize that flesh and blood is not your enemy. So, the definition of the real enemy is an important key to the success of every battle. Look at what the Bible said. In Ephesians chapter 6 verse 12. Very familiar scripture. Ephesians 6 12. For we wrestle not against what? Flesh and what? Blood. But against principalities. Against powers. Against the rulers of what? The darkness of this world. Against spiritual wickedness in high places. So, the very first part of this verse is instructional. We wrestle not against what? Flesh and blood. And that's why David moved away from his brothers who didn't like him. Because there was a proper enemy to face. So, our fight does not engage flesh and blood. But strange beings, giants. Who come from another spiritual atmosphere. Lords of the Philistines. Praise the Lord. So you see that Goliath is a giant. He's a strange being. And he's not an Israelite. He comes from another realm. He's a Philistine. And he's a descendant of a lord of a Philistine. Are you following now? It's a strange being. So you, my, sometimes Christians may infuriate you. People may be, be in your face and all of that. Human beings, but you always have to look beyond that. Look beyond Eliab because Goliath is standing tall every morning and evening. And if you are not careful, your concentration will be on Eliab. But Eliab is not the enemy. Many people have expended energy on the wrong target. 
Because you had a wrong definition of the real enemy. Jesus saw a storm. He said, forget about the water. He rebuked something behind the water. Because he saw that no. Something always have a way of representing the real deal behind the scene. So, you and I must have that spiritual intelligence. To know that, hey, in a battlefield, there can be a decoy. Something can, they can throw smoke here. And when your attention goes there, the bullet will come from another direction. That's why instead of watching soap opera, better watch intelligent films. Hey, what have I even said in Pope? Every believer must learn to understand the human face of the real enemy. The, the enemy comes in a human face. So, you have to understand the human face of the real enemy. We are not fighting against flesh and blood. But these eyes will see flesh and blood. But beyond the flesh and blood are principalities, powers of darkness, praise the Lord. Spirit working around bodies. But they have no body. So I told you on Sunday that when devil wants to kill some people and he's unable to kill them, he brings them to us to kill. And he knows that Christians are not intelligent sometimes. And so, once the person makes you angry, you just lay a curse upon them. Somebody has been trying to kill, he's unable to kill. You lay a curse upon them and they will say, thank you. And it is the devil who wants to kill them long time. So you and I must understand the human face of the real enemy. When I say that, what do I mean? Look at Mark chapter 8 verse 33. In Mark 8.33, look at the scripture. Very beautiful scripture. But when he had turned about and um, looked on his disciples, he rebuked Peter saying, Get thee behind me, Satan, for thou severest not the things that be of God, but the things that be of men. Praise the Lord. So Jesus said, I must go to the cross. I must die. And Peter came and said, Master, don't talk about that. He just rebuked Jesus sternly. So when Jesus saw the way Peter was behaving, he said, this is not Peter. And when Jesus browsed in the spirit, he realized that Satan was sponsoring Peter to stop him from going to the cross. So he looked at Peter and said, Peter, if I focus on flesh and blood, I will kill you. So you just come behind me. Because he saw Satan beyond the flesh and blood of Peter. He saw Satan behind the voice. You see, when I was preaching last Sunday, that don't curse, bless them, that curse you. What Satan has done is that he has been able to make us to be, he has been able to make us focus on human beings instead of the spirit that sometimes operates behind them. Are you here now? So you see that you hate somebody, but the real hatred must be directed at Satan. Hey. 
Very important. So you see that all our attention is on people, on people, on people, and, and it is Satan rather working behind the scenes. That's why we need that intelligence. Praise the Lord. So that we will see the enemy behind the human beings. Hey. Praise the Lord. So Jesus said, get thee behind me. Get thee behind me. Most of the time, there are human beings who are battling with you. Things that are fighting you. And there is a spirit behind sponsoring it. So we should remember to focus and rebuke spirits that sponsor negative actions of people against us. Our focus should not be on people. Praise the Lord. Tell somebody your focus should not be on people. I'm not hearing you at all. Say your focus should not be on people. And so if you are careful with this scripture, you realize that the first obstruction and distraction one must conquer in any effective warfare is familiar people and familiar things. Hey, we are getting into deeper waters now. Familiar people and familiar things are the first obstacles, obstructions that one has to conquer in order to fight successfully. Now, before we even get in there, let me just build the point in 1 Peter 5, verse 8 and 9, and then we'll come to this. 1 Peter 5, 8 and 9, in the same line, he said, Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil. Who is your adversary? Please talk to me. Who is your adversary? Very clear that the devil is our adversary, the devil. As a roaring lion walketh about, seeking whom he may devour. Verse number 9, he said, whom resist steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the whom resist. Did he say resist human beings? Is the adversary the devil you must resist? That's the real enemy. And there's a real enemy we are fighting. Please, faith does not eliminate the existence of the enemy. The existence of the enemy is a reality that can only be changed by God. But God has given us what it takes to be able to deal with the enemy once we are here on earth. But you and I will not kill the devil. You and I will not what? Please talk to me. You and I will not what? We cannot kill the devil. The devil is alive forever. But you have faith to be able to defeat him in your space. So the fact that you have faith does not mean to be in autopilot and think that uh, I got faith. Devil, the devil cannot come. No, devil is around. He was around before you were born. You would die and go and he will still be here. Even after the rapture, he will be on ground to collect his own souls. So let us focus. Let us what? Focus. Sometimes when you are charged with faith, you, you seem to think that devil doesn't exist. There is a real enemy out there. Real enemy. Out there. That you and I must 
defeat and force our victory over. So, as we are fellowshipping and working with the Lord, we have to understand that there is also an enemy we are fighting. When people don't like you, you need to deal with a real enemy. Because sometimes it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense that people don't like you and they don't know you. They don't know you, but they don't like you. I don't like him. I don't know why. I don't like him. I don't like her. People don't know you, but they don't like you. There's an enemy in them. There's a demon around them or in them that sees the blessing of God in your life. They don't like you. You need to deal with the enemy, the real enemy out there that doesn't want your business to blossom. Doesn't want your career to blossom. Your ministry to blossom. Is God talking to somebody here? There's a real enemy there. So when you come to a church where we believe in the word of God, we teach the word of God, and then all of that, don't let it be in your head that quoting scripture means you are victorious. There's a real enemy you need to know, one, and address in any matter of opposition. Because the devil, your adversary, is active. Say, be sober and be vigilant. Some people are sleeping. Hey. You have to be gathering intel from the Holy Ghost on how to handle yourself here on earth. When some sickness starts misbehaving, deal with the real enemy. Praise the Lord. So that's something. So we fight the real enemy. That's a scripture there. That is why in 2 Corinthians 10, 3 and 4, 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 3 and 4, it says something very important. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. So, though we walk in the flesh, we, our warfare is not after the flesh. That verse 3 is so powerful. So, you see that there are things that we are dealing with. Though we walk, can I see that, 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 that scripture? Very nice scripture. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not walk after the flesh. Nice. So you see that, that if you concentrate on human beings, you lose your fight. <laughs> that sister is the one who came to misbehave. To drive away customers who were coming to buy in your shop. But there is a real spirit of scatter scatter. That has been looking forward to working against you since. He just found the sister and just used the sister to do that kind of misbehavior. So you see some people they have a shop. And then a mad person keeps coming to the shop. Come and poo poo there. Yeah. Live and colored, though. 
It just stops people from coming there. You know that but the mad person, you got mad in their own house. Why didn't they go to people in their own house? Something is looking for your business. Yeah, he passed all the shops and saw your place as a KVIP. So you, you have to, instead of killing the mad person, you drive away the mad person, but know that you are dealing with something. Praise the Lord. You are dealing with a real enemy that wants to come up after your business. And wants to disgrace you. So you have to look beyond the flesh. Because our warfare is not what? In the, that is why our weapons too have been structured in a way that they can be effective spiritually. That's what, what the verse 4 is saying. So that the, because our warfare is not in the flesh. The weapons of our warfare today are not what? Carnal, fleshy, natural. They are not human. They are mighty through God. So they are not mighty through your books. Through your education, through your friends. They are mighty through God. It is when by faith you are able to merge your, yourself with Christ. That all the weapons become effective. In fighting the real enemy. Is God talking to somebody here? That's why an uneducated person can be wasted. As well as an intellectual also. Can be wasted. As for wastage, it doesn't look at your certificate. So, one of the things that we have to deal with. Has to do with. Familiar people and familiar things because devil has a way of fronting himself in people and things. I don't know if God is talking to somebody here. So you should be able to deal with the element of distraction in your immediate environment and acquaintances in order to fight well. Hey, Now, when I said this, what did David do? Watch verse 22. 1 Samuel 17 verse 22. David left the sheep in the wilderness to be in the battlefield. And David left his carriage in the hand of the keeper of the carriage. And ran into the army and came and saluted his brethren. Praise the Lord. But even before that, he left the little sheep in the hand of a keeper. Before he was able to make his battle on the battlefield. So David here dealt with his family business that was lacking in the wilderness before facing the real enemy in the battlefield. Again, David successfully handled the confrontation from his brethren in the battleground before he gained the attention of the real enemy. So David had two things to contend with. One, the sheep he was taking care of in the wilderness and then the, the, the things he carried to the battleground. He had to deal with the family business. Are you following now? So, one of the things that will fight is work and family are major distractions to spiritual engagement of any kind. Work and family. <laughs> Work and family. He had to make sure that he pushed the family business, he put it somewhere. 
Then when he came to the battlefield, he was also able to put family somewhere. Before he saw the real enemy. So, what am I saying? When it comes to fighting the real enemy, two things that are likely to distract you are the human faces that come through business or your work. And also through family. Familiar people and familiar things. Work is familiar things. Family is familiar people. When the enemy is operating through your work to, to steal your prayer life, you don't see it. All you see is our business is booming. But there's a real enemy out there. Tell someone there's a real enemy out there. Yes. <laughs> when the enemy is manipulating you through a family member, it's difficult to see. But there's a real enemy out there. So your spiritual intelligence and maturity should be that you are able to set aside the distraction that comes with family and familiar people and then business and familiar things. Because things like your own movie you like, something, all these things can be distractions. And people you like. Let's go to funeral. Even in COVID. People are still amassing crowds. It's a good reason not to attend a funeral. That is not very, very close to you. What is it? Let them cry. Okay, my father's funeral, he didn't cry. Have you not heard about COVID? Stop all these things. By the time you know, one politician died, they believe that he caught the COVID through funeral. That devil wanted to kill him. He has tried everywhere. It didn't work. You know, used the funeral as one style. As people were shaking, oh, sorry, oh, my condolence, my condolence. <coughs> yeah, just caught the COVID. <laughs> familiar people, familiar things. Very dangerous. Why are they dangerous? Because they always invoke your emotions. So you are dealing with a familiar person. Jesus was dealing with Peter. He said, ah, Peter. One chapter before you were saying I'm the Christ. The next chapter now you are stopping me. Abba. That Satan can just be operating behind human beings. And operating behind things like the storm. Are you following now? See, you need the intelligence to know that this TV that I watch too much. There's a real enemy. Giving me the thing is series part one, part two, part three. As we are watching, the prayer time is going. The enemy is by the time you know. Hey, am I preaching? As we are here right now, iPhone 12 has come. There are some people here, they don't have the money to buy, but the research they have done on that iPhone. When there's a real enemy out there. Real enemy. Those of you who want to do wedding. You can be so focused 
and engrossed with the event of the wedding that you forget that there's a battle beyond the ceremony. There's a life beyond the ceremony. There's a real enemy out there. Are you following now? When you dream, all you dream is the dress you are wearing, the shoe, how somebody didn't polish it. You got to be joking, man. There's a real enemy out there. Who cares about your shoe? When business is booming, booming, booming. Make sure it's not a setup. Make sure it's not what? You see that now they're giving you assignments Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. The things that you do to build your spiritual life. There's a real enemy out there. People are saying, don't go to church. You can go to work, go to market, but don't go to church. You catch COVID. There's a real enemy out there because you don't pray in the market. You don't pray in the workplace. One of the places where you can have motivation to pray is in the assembly of the brethren. You see, the enemy weakens you, weakens you, weakens you, weakens you, weakens you, weakens you, you, and then he starts stepping on you. Starts stepping on you. Starts stepping on you. Some people, when they leave church for a long time, you call them, call them, they will never pick the call. When when you see their call, you know that they are in trouble. Because one week, seven days, one week, Outside the presence of God will make one person one one week. If you are one week out of the presence of God, it will make you weak. People just every time. So when you are dealing with familiar people, please be sensitive. Be what? Sometimes and advise somebody who is nice is giving you is Satan that has sent them. Yeah. Some familiar people, familiar thing. To be successful. Huh? So now you get money God wants you to use to, to, to punish poverty. To disgrace poverty. Then by the time you know that familiar person will bring one nice story. Satan has sent them to come and collect the money. And the thing will just invoke your sympathy, empathy, passion, compassion. Oh. But there is Satan that has sent them to come and collect it. Hey. Sometimes people can bring somebody you respect their name to transact with you. But Charlie, there's a real enemy. There's what? A real enemy. People are not people. Things are not things. So when we stand and we are praying, or we are children of God, by faith we have to be vigilant. To know that behind everything and every familiar people we are dealing with, there's a real enemy trying to manipulate things and people. Sometimes you dare and then a whole government structure will be manipulated by the devil. Yeah. To go against some, some path, some good path. And then they will just skid off the road. Then everybody is in trouble. Hey. 
So we pray and pray and pray and pray and pray, God. That's why the Bible says, pray for your leaders. Because when devil cannot destroy you from your individual place, you will not touch the head. And when the head spoil, all of us are in trouble. Are you following now? Come on now. Are you sure you are here? Is somebody here? Tonight, one key I'm going to give you, which is within this key, in identifying the real enemies, let it be your purpose to defeat this enemy or to enforce your victory over this enemy. Revelation 12, 11. Beautiful scripture. He said, and they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony and they loved not their lives unto death. Number one, invoke the power of the blood against the enemy. That's number one. The blood speaks. Are you following now? Come on now, talk to me. Are you here at all? Use the blood. Some people say, have you seen the blood before? No, I don't need to. Have you seen your heart before? No, have you seen your heart before? But you believe your heart is there. And you believe it's pumping blood. No, we are not talking about things we have seen before. How can you believe a God you have not seen before? Have you seen your lungs before? But you believe your lungs is there and it's, it's helping you to breathe. The blood speaks. And the blood is speaking. So you will live the blood. Cover your family with the blood. Cover your body, soul, and spirit with the blood. Listen to me. This faith was handed over to her. It has been successful since. It will continue to speak and be successful. The same Jesus, who is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. He has not lost relevance. He's the same, and he's still in charge. You lift the blood, the communion, you will partake. You will speak and pray. I soak my family into the blood. And you release the power of the blood. Release it. There's an enemy. The thing that answers to the enemy is the blood. Number two, he said the word of their testimony. Don't be a child of God who is not married to the word of God. Be married to the word of God. Eat the word. Speak the word. Jesus met the devil and he was speaking the word. Speaking the word. Speaking the word. Don't go and say that. Hey, by the God, my, my father, Pastor Francis, serves. What do you mean? You should know the word for yourself. Quote from source. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Come on now. Quote from what? Don't go and say that. In the name of the God, in the, in the name of Christ, that Paul preaches. That's how they, the demons beat the people. You must know. So by the word of their testimony, you must have a personal encounter with Christ. Personal encounter with the word. Praise the Lord. Are you following this thing? Is pastor preaching? Are you sure pastor is preaching? You need a personal encounter. People never read the Bible. Never listen to the podcast. All you are is that, I want a pastor who can pray for me. Is your pastor, is he spiritually fervent? I'm looking for a prophet. The problem I have, you know, I'm looking for a prophet. People can say that kind of a thing. 
looking for a prophet. Hmm. Word of your testimony. You face the devil. <laughs> Jesus met him and he said, It is written. It is written. That gives you, it gives you your grounds. Number three, they love not their lives unto death. Sacrifice. Sac- uphold your covenant sacrifices. Uphold it. When you are fighting the enemy, you must bring all your arsenals and weapons on board. Sacrifice. Prayer is a sacrifice. Uphold it. Fasting is a sacrifice. Uphold it. Releasing your tithe is a sacrifice. Uphold it. Your first fruit is a sacrifice. Uphold it. Showing mercy is a sacrifice. Uphold it. Showing love towards the brethren. It says, are you following here at all? They love not the other. If you are selfish, you can't deal with the enemy because selfishness is the nature of the enemy. You should be able to release your time for God. Likuda Jabre, we are praying you join. You, you do some, we are serving you, do some. All of this thing becomes part of your warfare. Praise the Lord. Hezekiah, they said, was going to die. He said, for where? I did this thing I did in the church. Nah, God. People like that don't die like that. God changed his mouth. So sometimes you don't have a, you don't have anything on the altar speaking for you. Because all you have is you, your family, what you have done for yourself. You don't have anything speaking for you in the kingdom. You can't fight the enemy. You must be relevant to the kingdom. For your life to be preserved. Yeah. It's one of your keys for preservation. Is God talking to somebody here? Sacrifice. Sacrifice. My dream is that one day I will build a big temple for God by myself. Not with church money. Do you have a dream? (laughs) Do you have a dream? Do you have a dream? A dream to serve? Dream to give your time. Dream to pray. Dream to fast. Push. Yeah. So when we come here and say it's a communion service. Communion service, we do it by faith. We pray small, we partake of the combined faith. You are going out there. Supernatural body is inside you. Praise the Lord. Supernatural body. Me, I believe in prayer. Because the Bible teaches prayer. And prayer works. Yeah. But I'm telling you that the reason why possibly my prayers are effective <clears throat> is because of my foundation of the word. Yeah. The foundation of the word. If you don't have a good foundation, you can have a prayer voice. And there's no power behind it because the foundation is not right. Don't you know that many people have got the design of their house in their house? The design of the house they want to build. They have already paid an architect. Some of them have downloaded on the net. It's already in their house. But a design is still not a building. Can have a prayer voice. Can even have mannerism. Brother. And so read him. <laughs> read him. What's it, Chacha? Now, who's Johnny? 
May you receive grace. Please rise to your feet. Give the Lord a big clap of praise. Hallelujah. All right. Can you clap your hands and bless the Lord? You have been listening to the testimony word broadcast from the Keepers House Chapel International. Locate us at Madina Estate, Accra, off the social welfare road between the Gulf Lane Station and Wawan Washing Bay. Follow us on Facebook at the Keepers House Chapel International. Podcast and audio rima at Reverend Francis Auburn. Visit our website at www.keepershousechapel.org. One word. For further information, call 244 877 831 or 0204-916-168. Experiencing Jesus, Bethany Ministries.